Hi, this is Timetable, my short form podcast. My name is Manton Reese, and today I want to talk about distractions. My morning did not go as planned. Actually, most of my week didn't go as planned, but in particular the morning, uh, I have a lot to finish before the end of the week. And I ended up getting a little bit sidetracked with backups. Of course, backups is something that always needs a little bit of attention, and I've been really lazy about backups lately, mostly because I feel like I can fall back on Dropbox. I put almost everything in Dropbox. And when they changed their paid plans around a little bit, I I stayed paying a little more because it grandfathered me into having two terabytes of data. And I don't actually have that big of a hard drive on my MacBook Pro, but eventually I will. And I want to be able to have everything in Dropbox because if you have everything in one place. It just makes things easier. Moving to mach- to machines, not losing track of hard drives, having backups kind of in one place. The reason I was thinking about this is this week I switched to a new text editor on the Mac Ulysses, which I really love, but I started getting these errors that looked kind of like disk failure errors. So, you know, it's like saving a file wouldn't save to the file that was already there. I had to save as a as a different file name and kind of copied it like weird errors. And I think actually it may be a, a sandboxing issue on the Mac or possibly something where the editor was keeping the file open, but it made me remember that it's kind of been too long since I paid attention to my backup situation. And I have a Drobo. Uh, it's on the network here at home, which we use for a few different purposes, obviously backups, also some archiving of old data. Again, just want it kind of all there it doesn't fit on my macbook pro but it's not something i need to access very often in a lot of cases like very very old documents and family videos that don't quite fit on my macbook pro at the moment but i'm kind of running out of space on the drobo i only have two drives out of a possible five in there and so i say i'm going to order a new hard drive get a little more capacity allow me to make sure that's running smoothly So I installed the latest firmware for Drobo, kind of did a little housekeeping on it, copying some files around. And on Amazon, the drive I wanted to get is several days out in terms of shipping. So I checked Amazon Prime now also, and I could get it right away. And so it should be arriving pretty soon. And it's the same price as if I had waited until basically next week, except with the extra tip that they recommend on Prime now. If you haven't used Prime now, it's very odd service. I mean, it's amazing to be able to get things so quickly, but it's a little odd because it's so separate from Amazon's core shopping experience. So there's a separate mobile app. I kind of have a feeling that eventually things will be more integrated. And this is just kind of how Amazon does things. They try some crazy new idea and they keep it kind of off to the side. And then once it's commonplace and everything's running smoothly, they'll kind of fold it back into the the core product perhaps. But it does make me curious how they even do these kind of fulfillments because obviously this hard drive that I wanted was sitting in a warehouse in Austin and could be delivered to me quickly. But when I ordered via the normal overnight or two-day shipping on amazon.com, it would take several days to prepare and ship. So a little bit odd. Anyway, been doing a little bit of housekeeping around backups and files this morning. And then I will get back to coding. Actually got a lot done this week on my microblogging platform. I, I got some good feedback from a couple of beta testers and I was kind of in the mood to actually get the changes implemented right away. A lot of times I'll get feedback and I'll file it away and I'll work on it when I can. And in this particular case, for whatever reason, 
I got the feedback and I was just either the project was already open and I was already, I was in the right mindset for it already. And so I was able to do a couple quick bug fixes and roll them out. And I hope to do a little bit of that each week, even if I don't put a lot of hours into coding, if I can be efficient with rolling out at least some improvements every single week, I think I'll be in pretty good shape to actually launch the product. Some of the improvements I've been making are in the web app, in the Ruby code on the server, and some are in the iPhone app. And I actually submitted the iPhone app to Apple last week thinking I'd like to get that in the queue and see if there's any problems so that I'll be in good shape just in case anything comes up. But of course, something did come up yesterday. The app was rejected for not using in-app purchase. The Apple reviewers figured out that I had paid subscriptions you know, available on my website. And I thought I'd be okay with not linking. As long as you don't link to the website, as long as the iPhone app kind of launches and asks you to log in with an existing account and it's kind of bare bones in that way, usually you're safe. And I reviewed the App Store guidelines and I think I'm consistent with all of those. But of course, they called it out anyway. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe there was a link I missed or... They were testing and they got like an email or something that had a link to the website or a link to the help. I thought I had everything covered, but apparently I missed something. So I'm going to appeal that rejection because I've done in-app purchase before. I've done recurring subscriptions and I'm not interested right now in having two ways to subscribe to this product. There's a free version of what I'm doing and there's a paid version and I want it to be on the web. I have everything set with, you know, Stripe for credit card processing, managing accounts and just from my experience before trying to do both credit cards over the web and in-app purchase, managing both of those together, I find very cumbersome. I'm not going to use in-app purchase. It's a, it's a trade-off because it hurts the usability a little bit of the first launch experience. Like if you download the app and you've never gone to the website before, not a great user experience. And I know Apple's looking out for the user experience and they're 30% cut, but not interested in doing that for the launch. So Hopefully I can push back on Apple and get that approved. So thanks for listening this week. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Have some fun stuff, hopefully planned for next week. You can learn more at timetable.fm. Thanks. Bye.